Welcome to More Than a Mission, a podcast where we explore what it looks like to discern God's calling to live an active, intentional life of sharing the gospel. Each week, we talk about the way God is moving in our lives, around the world, and everywhere in between, as well as how God's call to missions may apply to your life. Ready to explore your calling? Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome back to season two of the More Than a Mission podcast. My name is Micah Torgerson, and I'm joined, as always, with our host, Zaya Henderson. What's up, guys? And Andrew Carlberg. How's it going, everyone? It has been, what, just a, I think it's been just over a month since we released the final episode of season one, guys. And at the end of season one, we left everyone hanging with our squad breakup, so to speak. <laughs> Um, so just to bring everyone back up to speed, the first week of August, uh, the World Race and the Adventures and Missions leadership uh, sent all of us an email with an update to our trip. Uh, we were all supposed to be leaving on a roughly year-long mission trip around the world, um, and the three of us were on the same squad. That's how we met. That's how we started doing this podcast and everything like that. Um, but this update email that we got in early August kind of threw us all for a loop. Um, the leadership team gave us a choice to either one, stay uh, with the plan to leave on our mission trip in October, but instead of going internationally right away, we would start our missions stateside uh, for the first few months and then go internationally uh, if allowed in, I mean, in January. Option number two, was to defer our launch date until January um, and we would essentially join a different squad and have a completely different route, et cetera. Option three is similar to option two, but we would defer all the way back until August of 2021. Um, so we didn't really give a finite answer to the listeners as to what each of us were doing uh, choosing to do the last time we recorded uh, we kind of just chose to record right after we got that email to get you know the raw emotions and and exactly what we were thinking before each of us had made a decision so i'm interested to hear from the two of y'all what did you choose zaya what so, option did you choose <laughs> i chose to see, keep launching in october so i was still gonna be gone in october which is like 16 days away now so that's fun to know, but <laughs> it's going to be later or sooner when y'all get this, but it's going to be pretty soon when I get to go. Yeah, man, it's crazy to think that in two weeks, we'll, we'll literally be at training camp. Yeah. Wait, is it two weeks or two is week. it less than that? Two weeks from Friday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Just over two weeks, we'll be at, we will all be at training camp. Crazy, man. And then, Zaya, you and your squad are launching right after training camp, correct? Right training camp, yes. All We're right. Chicago first and then Wisconsin. Chicago and then Wisconsin. Heck, yeah, yeah. man. You're headed up right, right by where <laughs> me and Andrew are both from. Yeah. I, like, literally know the – I've done mission work with the church y'all are serving with, like, six times in my life. Really? That's pretty cool. That's pretty yeah. exciting. So, Zaya, have they told you – any like giving you any insight as to what like ministries you're going to be serving with where 
uh, in Illinois and Wisconsin you're going to be serving? Uh, so oh, in Chicago, I just know that we'll be partnering with the Park Community Church and working directly with the people in the 1040 window. And then Wisconsin, we're partnering with the Bridgepoint, Bridgepoint Church and Bell Goose Coffee. I just know that. So I know we're doing that. Yeah, and so will y'all be in each, basically each place for a month? Is that the plan? Uh, yeah, so until January for when yeah. we do perceivably go internationally. You all going, like, all 16 of you going to Chicago for however long, and then all 16 of you to, or are you, like, flip-flopping, or do you know what that looks like? Uh, so they send the email out so that we're all start that we're starting in Chicago, so I'm just assuming that we're all going to start in Chicago instead of, like, some go to Wisconsin and then some go to Chicago first. But it could be different. Not entirely sure. You ready for those uh, Chicago and Wisconsin winters? <laughs> I just want snow. I want a really good snow, so I'm excited for that. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, you'll get it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand that. Like, you're not the only one, Zaya, from, like, our, our world race people that are, like, excited to see snow. I, <laughs> maybe it's just because I grew up in Wisconsin and, like, that's just what I'm used to every winter. It's like, why in the heck would y'all be excited to <laughs> experience snow? Like, well, like in North Carolina, we get like maybe two inches of snow and that's it, or half ice and then some snow. So I'm just excited for one really good snow. I'm probably going to end up hitting snow after this, but <laughs> this could be a win. And the yeah. zero degree weather with 40 mile an hour winds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm guessing it probably won't take long for some of you guys to be sick of it. <laughs> that is if yeah. you do get some. I mean, y'all will be up there in like late October through the end of December. There might not be all that much, to be honest. Like, I think last year, our Christmas, it was like in the 50s. So you never know what you're going to get. <laughs> if, I'll be so upset if I don't get a snow. <laughs> like, I'm going up there and don't get a snow. <laughs> No, dude, that'll be super awesome. Uh, I'm super excited to see what you guys will be doing up there and to, to hear all about the ministries and to just start meeting all of y'all, all of your uh, squad members, the ones that I haven't met yet, um, the ones that are new to your squad. Y'all are starting soon, and obviously I'm going to have to come and visit you guys while you're up here. Yeah. You can't be in Wisconsin, and, like, I have to come and visit you. <laughs> yeah. For sure. <laughs> All right. Andrew, you're next. Yeah. Shocking to you. I know you don't know what I chose. <laughs> so I chose to defer to January. Um, we have like regions of where we're going. We don't know the actual countries yet, but the plan would be to land, launch in January and go to, I think it's Central America, Southern Africa, and then Asia are like three. I think there's two places in Asia that they have as like different regions. We don't know what countries, uh, but we'll just be going to those areas is the hope. I chose it mainly because for me, saying yes to world race was like, Mike has probably heard me explain this 10 times in the last three weeks, but I always wrestled between like since college, I have gone places many, many times. I've been to Panama, Nicaragua, Honduras, and South Africa for combined like a month at a time. And so almost half a year of being on mission because I've been to some of those places more than once. And every time I have gone, 
I have like seen intense poverty, but like I would tell you my heart is more alive in international and just like reaching people who have literally never heard the name of Jesus or seen believers who are living in like terrible circumstances yet have a joy that I see really like lacking here in America. And so then I come back to the U.S., my heart actually breaks more for the U.S. because I see us with so much stuff, but like lacking the level of like joy and just like intimacy that I see in the relationships with the Lord in these other countries. And so for me, I've always wrestled like, okay, so do I go where my heart breaks? Do I go where my heart is more alive? Like which one of those is more of a longer term calling? And so for me, a huge part of world race was the chance to like live on this other side of the coin of where I feel like my heart is more alive for a long term period, like an entire year rather than just like a few week segments. And then on top of that ministry looks really different in different parts of the world. And so the chance for like 11 different countries to have a chance to like win my heart or like tug on my heart. Um, so I'm hoping to see like longer term clarity from this trip on like international versus the U S. And so like, that was a huge part of me saying yes to World of the Race. Like I know for you, Zaya, you had like a really clear call to October. I chose October simply because I couldn't, the earliest I could have left was August after I applied and I couldn't leave in August because my grandparents had a 60th anniversary trip to Colorado that I didn't want to miss. And so October was the earliest I could leave. And so like it had nothing to do with the countries. It had nothing to do with timing for me. It was just simply like that was the earliest I could leave. And so like there wasn't a huge call for me on that. As far as staying in October, the call was very much more towards like international ministry. And so for that, I chose January. I chose January over August because again, January is earlier than August. <laughs> I'd rather leave sooner than later. And so that is how I ended up in January. And I think we can tie that into Micah. Where are you going? <laughs> yeah, so my uh, choice and explanation is probably pretty similar to yours, Andrew. Um, I also chose to defer to the January 2021 route um, and doing the classic route similar to what we had chosen for October. Um, for me, it was kind of the same thing as when I was thinking through the decision is going back to that why of, you know, why I wanted to do the world race to begin with. Um, and for me, it was to explore international missions I've uh, been able to be involved in um, a few short-term international mission trips to Haiti in the past, um, but even those were just like one-week stints. Um, so I think the big draw to the world race for me was to explore international missions for that extended period of time. Like doing those one-week mi one uh, mission trips were great, and like I absolutely loved them, um, but I, I kind of just felt like with those that such a short time period you're still in that kind of vacation mode where like you're enjoying what you're doing but like you you know when you're leaving and like if you're not enjoying it you can see the light at the end of the tunnel um so just to to explore what like a longer term uh ministry opportunity looks like overseas is something that i'm really curious to see and um uh, going internationally like being able to see all the different ministries that we'll be able to be involved with, because I don't know exactly what I think I could want to do or uh, what I could be good at. So being able to have the exposure and get the experience with all the different ministries around the world is something that I really enjoyed. Um, and as you said, Andrew, January is before August. So 
that's kind of why I chose January over August. I mean, if we do end up getting pushed back again, we do, but I'd rather take the chance to leave in, in January versus waiting another eight months to begin with. We're ready to quit our jobs, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if, if that's not clear, <laughs> we can say it again for you. <laughs> Speaking of, of quitting our jobs, um, Zaya, with training camp coming up here, I can imagine that you've probably already had your last day at your uh, job, correct? I have, yes. So, yeah, it uh, was very bittersweet. That type of thing was very – it was an emotional time, especially since I worked with a little boy and I kept him for three years. just realized that the other day that I've been with him for three years. So it was a very hard, like, goodbye kind of sort of because, like, normally I was there every weekend. So he hasn't seen me since my last day at work. So it's been hard for him, I know. But the last day that we got, I got him, like, he loves Legos. So him and I did a Iron Man Lego head suit thing. So we did that together for one last thing that we did. So it was pretty cool just to spend time with him doing that and everything. So it was really fun doing it that way. Oh, man, that's awesome. I'm sure he loved that. Yeah, he did. (laughs) (laughs) So what have you been doing since then, man? Like, since your last day of work in... I guess what else do you have planned now before uh, we hit training camp in a couple of weeks here? How have you been preparing for the race? Preparing for the race. Uh, just making sure I have everything in line that I need for the race. Been doing um, some devotionals that like those swans recommended for like leading up to the race and everything. So we're doing that a lot. Um, and just been trying to connect with my other team members in that way. That's awesome, man. How many, how many uh, team members do you currently have on your squad now that, you know, the smoke is cleared and everyone has picked their routes? We have 16 now. So from like the 52 that we originally had, now the 16. <laughs> yeah. All right, so, all right. Zaya, I was just going to say, I think, I don't know, to me, what like the choice Mike and I made, and I changed the countries we're going to, but it feels like we're still – nothing other than like new teammates really feels like new to me about what we chose. I'm curious for you, since I feel like staying in October did change probably what your like vision for world race was initially quite a bit. I'm curious what is like, what is something that you're like really excited about and what is something that was like, maybe you had to wrestle through a little bit in this change to not be in America for three months. Okay. So like, I guess to start, like the reason why I kind of stayed in October I did, honestly, I did pray, like, please, Lord, let me go in January because everybody else is going in January. It'll be better type of thing. But after praying that and thinking that, like, he bought me, he bought to mine Jonah, like Jonah in the well. Even though I was like, I know I'm not going to end up in the belly of a well, but, like, I don't want to run away from a calling that God has already placed me in or a giant fish. Run away from a calling that God has already placed me in. So that's why I stayed in October. And I think it's going to be exciting just to see how, ministry is done in the states compared to overseas because like this is my very first mission trip so i'm going in pretty much blind just trying to see like how missionary works and all that stuff you know like i know this is supposed to be my calling i just want to see how a missionary mission is, is done in the states compared to overseas so i'm excited for that yeah i think that's super unique and it will be really cool to just like assuming we all get to go international in january <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, to have a good, it'll be like a third, a quarter, 
quarter, third-ish of your trip to, like, have to compare to what you see international. I think that will be, especially, I just forgot until you just said it, that this is, like, the first mission trip you've been on. Like, that's yeah. still crazy to me. But, like, you're like, yeah, first time we're just going to dive in and go full year. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I think that's really cool. It will be really awesome to see just, yeah, the difference between, like, because ministry does, like, we obviously need, like ministry in the United States, like the United States desperately needs is in just as desperate of need of Jesus as other countries. And so I think to just like see, to be able to compare and contrast and even like maybe give you a little bit of vision, like say we go on world race and you come back and end up in the U S to like give you a little bit of vision of like what life could look like if you stayed here, that is actually just like far more focused on ministry that like maybe where areas you weren't seen before or things you like didn't even know existed to just like have a vision of like what maybe coming back here would look like at the end of this whole year, I think is something that would be really valuable for you guys. Yeah, for sure. It's going to be very different and exciting just to see the difference in everything. Yeah, that's super great. Super excited. Like I've been saying, Zayad, to see exactly what uh, your squad is going to be up to up here in the North. Andrew, it's been about a month since we made our decision and uh, got that email. What have you been up to since then? <laughs> oh, wow, Micah. I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, you know, if we hadn't lost all the footage, people would know because we were together. So Micah may or may not have had a hard drive break that had like four podcasts recorded on it where you would have noticed that Mike and I were recording together in them for the past month so I guess like six weeks now since we got that initial email that like we had to make a decision so right after that Micah myself and then another friend of ours Jose who was actually on a podcast at one point as well uh traveled to Tennessee to join another world race friend named Caitlin we lived at her parents house for a week and a half then we had the crazy idea to go all the way out to California and so Jose and I drove all the way to California while Micah and Caitlin flew out and we met them there. Spent a week at another world race friends named Sarah out in California. And then we spent three the past three weeks road tripping back, like a combination of meeting other world race friends for a day or two at a time and going through 12 national parks. We put 11,000 miles on my Ford Focus. We shattered a windshield. We popped three tires. Um, Part of the lining of one of my doors is falling off. We attempted to sleep four people in my Ford Focus one night. Um, but yeah, just a crazy adventure of driving all over the U.S., prepping for our travel of world race. Meanwhile, Micah and I were still attempting to work from hot spots in the car, which honestly, surprisingly, was a lot better than I thought it might be. <laughs> we had service a lot better than I thought we would. Uh, but yeah, that has been our last month. And we just got back. Micah flew out of Arkansas and got back on Saturday. Yeah, I got back on and, Saturday. Yeah, and I just got back to Indy Monday night, so two days ago now. I'll be here for two more days, then I'm going to my parents. Then who knows from there? I got two weeks to fill until <laughs> I go to training camp. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Yeah, the last six weeks have been – a whirlwind of ups and downs and crazy great moments and 
some not so great moments like my hard drive crashing on me. <laughs> um, but I, I got to know, Andrew, what on that big long road trip that we just took, um, mm. what was a crazy God moment that, that you could share with oh, us? Yeah. Are you trying to team me up here a little bit? No, <laughs> not at all. I'm, I'm just curious because I don't know anything that you did in the last four to six weeks. It's cool. There's two of them, but I'll let you talk about the second one. <laughs> so the first one, uh, we were at Yosemite National Park and the four of or five of us at that point. So Micah, myself, Jose, Caitlin, and Sarah started on a 16 and a half mile trail at 2.30 p.m. because that's smart, right? <laughs> and we got like maybe 45 minutes in. It's pretty evident that we were not going to make it to the end and back. And so I had the bright idea of, well, if I start running, if I do like 11-ish minute miles, I can make it to the top and back down and have 30 minutes at the top and get down by sunset. And so I gave them all the stuff in my back. I gave them too much water because I ended up running out of water. <laughs> and I took off running, but I got to, I finally got to the like lookout at the end of this thing. So like eight and a half miles up. Um you like went up and over a mountain, up and over a second mountain, and then up a third mountain. And you came out on a mountain that overlooked the entire valley of Yosemite. And while I was sitting up there, I had like I was listening to music and things because I was by myself doing this hike. And I was playing on the way out there. Micah, myself, and Jose actually stopped at a family who I'm really close to here in Indy for a worship night. And they had been fostering a little girl named Fatima. Um, who has like crazy story had been like rescued out of trafficking and they had been fostering her for 10 months and she was getting deported the following morning to be sent home. They had found mom and she's made it home now. That's the brief update on that. In two days she got home and she's back home with mom. Um, but in that there was a piece of this worship night where the dad of the family Christian was just sharing all kinds of like a little bit of Fatih's story for people who were there and like might not have known it as well. And then just, like all kinds of facts about um, refugees and specifically like how many children are caught in refugees from Compassion International's website. And so this is playing on my phone as I'm like at the top of this mountain, just sitting, eating some trail mix, watching like a raven. <laughs> and on the other side, you come out of this huge ridge and so it's just all rocks that you can like climb around on. And on the other side of this huge boulder, I didn't know there was a dude there. There was a dude there. <laughs> His name was Jacques. And he came over to me and he just asked, like, do you believe? But, like, do you believe that? Like, what I was listening to, because Christian had finished by sharing a few, a few passages out of Galatians and just, like, our call to love the, like, widow and the orphan. And I was like, yes. <laughs> and here's why. And so I got to talking to him and heard a little bit about his story. He was from Ghana initially. He's 25 now. Um, and he had been here since he was don't remember if it was either like 12 or 13 I remember which year he said but he had come over as a refugee no parents never knew his initial family and then like really struggled once he got here to the U.S. to actually find a fostering family that like cared or loved him or made him feel known and so I was just able to like share with him this little girl's story and it led to him asking a bunch of questions and I literally just got to like sit on top of this mountain and walk this dude through the gospel and we got to the end and he just like looked at me and said like can I start a relationship with Jesus? And I was like, 
heck yes, you sure can. <laughs> so I got to like sit and pray with him for a while. Um, and just like keep sharing with him, answering some questions. And uh, yeah, and that was my 45 minutes on top of the mountain. Uh, I got to meet Jack and he like accepted the Lord. And then I hiked down and I don't know what happened to him since. Uh, but just like crazy moment, even in like just the absurd the absurdity of like how late we got there, the fact that we were all hiking together and then like I left, like who knows if the conversation would have come if all five of us had still been together at the top. And then like, even after I left initially in my head, there was another lookout that was like five miles rather than eight. And I actually started going down that trail, but then I realized it was like taking me away from the Valley. So after half a mile, I turned back around and like ran to the far one, but just like how many little moments in all of that led to like, me even being on top of this mountain at the timing it was the fact that like that was playing on my phone just like so ridiculous how the lord aligned things for that conversation to come about um it's probably probably the coolest moment of the trip for me i would say uh, but yeah there was like multiple moments on our trip where we had moments like that and so micah do you want to share from zion I sure can, man. Thanks for sharing that story too. It, it's honestly crazy just to see how sometimes without even us trying, God puts us in these positions uh, and opens doors for us to, to be a light for him. Um, so Zion, it was closed for the most part, which was very disappointing because I know for both me and Andrew, Zion is one of our favorite national parks. Um, and so unfortunately we weren't able to do a lot of the hikes that we wanted to do while we were in Zion. So we, we had decided just to stop on our way through to watch the sunset uh, in the valley at Zion. And so we just happened to choose this short little like three quarter mile long trail um, that hiked up into, into the valley in Zion. And we were, we were just getting ready to watch the sunrise. We'd actually climbed up past the overlook, like, climbed up the rocks a little bit to get a better view and to get away from some of the people. Um, and we're just sitting there waiting for the, the sun to set. Was I saying sunrise? I think I was saying sunrise. We were, we were there for the sunset. I, you got me all mixed up, Andrew, now, because Andrew tried to take us on this sunrise trail to watch the sunset once. <laughs> hey, we, the world will never know if we could have seen the sunset from there. <laughs> we were at Zion for the sunset. That's just the sunset. Um, and we're just sitting there and all of a sudden this guy starts playing the guitar and singing a song. And it took us a little, a little bit to make out what he was singing. It wasn't a song that any of us recognized. Uh, but after listening for a couple minutes, we could tell that it was a worship song, uh, and was centered around the Lord. And so he finishes playing that song and we start mooing and hooing and clapping for him. Uh, because I mean, this dude just stood up there and played guitar and sang in front of a bunch of people on a mountain. So, I mean, you got to give them some encouragement. Um, and then we start shouting song suggestions at him. Cause like, obviously we're on top of a mountain who doesn't want to sing along uh, and sing some praises to the Lord, especially if there's someone with guitar. So we start shouting songs at him and like the first two we said he didn't know. And then the third one, we get to reckless love and he's like, all right, I can do that. So he starts playing and, uh, we're singing along and we get like towards the end of the song and um, some people come down from up higher than we were on this mountain and start talking to us and like, we're so glad that y'all uh, like suggested another song for him and started to sing. 
because these the three people that approached us were in the same group as the guy that was down uh at the lookout playing the guitar and it was just kind of crazy how we got like started talking to them about how we all met like through the world race and they had actually had a friend who just got pulled off the field from the world race because of covid um so we we ended up going down and talking to the rest of their group and i guess long story short like ended up having a little a little worship set on the top of this mountain in zion as the sun is setting behind us and i'll tell you guys i know exactly two songs on the guitar <laughs> um and you better believe i played those two on top of this mountain with like a group of you know our the three or the four of us and then this group of like eight or nine uh, strangers that we had just met and it was so incredible to to hear everything that they had to say about like their walk with the Lord and you know how they had all met and why they were doing this trip and everything and it was honestly just so refreshing to have like have been able to meet some people that you know shared similar hearts to to what we have um and we ended up hiking back down the trail with them and then going to their campsite for like an hour, hour and a half or so, uh, just to keep talking with them. Um, so you never know where you're going to meet new friends. You never know where, you know, you're going to have to summon the skills to play the two songs, you know, on the guitar. Um, but it's definitely one of, one of the coolest worship moments I've ever had in my life. And, and to put on top of a mountain that that's pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of really cool moments in the past month. I think we also learned, though, a lot just about, like, as glamorous as our six-week trip around the U.S. learned, I think it was definitely a preview for us of, like, the reality of actually doing life with people and, like, world racing sure, with yeah. people and taught us a lot about, like, how we handle frustration, how we handle the, like, not-so-fun. I mean, you're sitting <laughs> in a car with people for 140 hours. So you like, you learn a lot about people and it's not just like in a glamorous sense. Um, so I think it taught us a lot too and prepared us in ways that I don't think we anticipated going on this trip for the reality of like what living in legitimate community for a year is going to look like. For sure, man. I think, I don't think any of us were really prepared for what living in community <laughs> like that was, was going to look like. And, you know, we had four people who knows what <laughs> It's going to be like with, you know, 60. even, yeah, our squad of 60, 16 for you, Isaiah, and then, you know, breaking us down into our teams yeah. uh, within that. But I'm super excited for it. I think, like you said, Andrew, it was a good preview and definitely a lot to take away and learn from it. Um, so, Zaya, you're going you're gonna to have a lot coming at you, man, when you start here in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. Well, <laughs> All right, we're going to go ahead and wrap up this episode of the podcast. Uh, like I said before, welcome back to season two of More Than a Mission. Uh, the three of us are super excited to, one, be able to have someone from the podcast starting on the world race here soon. Um, so we'll be able to share with you all the awesome things that Zaya and his squad are going to be doing. And then we'll introduce you to some more people from his squad, some more people from Andrew and I's new squad. We'll be coming at you with some new episodes real soon here, so stay tuned. We'll see you next week, guys. Have a good one.
We want to thank you for listening to More Than a Mission. For more information and to keep up with our ministries, follow us on social media at More Than a Mission Podcast or email us directly at more than a mission at outlook.com.